Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Previously on Cardiac. The upstart Panthers were the talk of the NFL. Coming off an overtime win against previously unbeaten Indianapolis, Carolina was 5-0 and tied for the best record in the NFC. Two of the wins came in overtime. Another came in the final minute of regulation. The Panthers showed they could stiff-arm adversity, but now they had to handle success. We started reading the press clippings. We started watching Sports Center. We started hearing those things. He's right. I mean, and that's and look, that's human nature. When you see a team just reel off and they're going undefeated, you're just like, man, that is. It's just hard to hold on to that, just because of the outside pressure. The next week after playing Indianapolis getting to go back home and play in Bank of America Stadium against the Tennessee Titans. I remember it was an absolutely gorgeous, glorious fall day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Carolina Panthers football. And this is game number six for the Panthers. 133 teams have started 5-0. 60 made it to 6-0. So the odds are against the Panthers today, but they've been fighting the odds most of these last few weeks. Going on the road to Tampa and winning in overtime, going to Indianapolis last week, winning in overtime. And despite the fact that the Titans are 4-2, most people, the experts, picking Tennessee to win this football game today. We'll see if the Panthers have an answer for their critics in about three hours from now. We got our butts kicked. <laughs> we, we had a special teams blunder on the opening kickoff. Here's the kick high, very short. Brad Hoover lets it hit at the 25. Pick it up, Brad. Loose ball around the 29-yard line, and the Titans say they have it. The Titans say they have it. There's a big pile up there, but we don't know who's got it. No signal from anybody. And they're still trying to figure out who's got it. The Titans say they do, and I believe, yes, they do. Now you're thinking, "Uh uh-oh. Here's the snap into McNair's hands. He's back to throw. He's going to try and put it under his arm and run. He scores the two, the one, dives in the end zone. Touchdown, Tennessee. They beat our butt. That's what happened. Oh, Dolan fumbled the ball. And Tennessee's got it at the 29-yard line. They just whipped us like you wouldn't believe. And they're going to throw the football, and it's a catch. And break it down the sideline. This is going to be 10-5. Touchdown, Tennessee. They fake the punt. You know, you need that during the season. You know, I don't think there's too many teams that have, you know, gone on to have success that you don't have those spots in your season. Uh, but, you know, you, you try to stay the same. You don't want to get too high. You don't want to get too low. And that was a good wake-up call for us, no doubt. You're 5-1. and one. You, still, you still feel good about yourself, I guess you can say, until the next morning you go to the team meeting and John Fox lets you have it like you wouldn't believe. We didn't see that side of John. At least I'd never seen it. And he just berated us. And he just, he let us have it. And basically, at the end, he was like, hey, I'm going to protect you to the media. I won't throw you under the bus. But it was like, I remember we walked out and some of the guys were like, my gosh, we're five and one. We're not one and five. But that was, he knew we were a good football team. And that was just to let him know, hey, that standard wasn't there yesterday. I don't know what it was, the whole week or everything. And that, that that was the John Fox. 
he pounded us. We got back to the fundamentals that he established when he first got here in 2002 when he said that we were a little bit soft when he challenged everybody. We're going to be smart and tough, and we got back to it. And that week, that practice after the Tennessee game, that, that was just brutal. Fires for Kroll in the end zone. He got it! Touchdown! Big hole down the sideline. He's gone! And the Panthers are going to pull another one out of their hat. Dives towards the end zone. Touchdown! Fires over the middle. Is that intercepted? Yes! It is up. It is good! Panthers have won it in overtime. Smith at the 45 to the 40. It's Breaks free. It's 20, 10, 5. Touchdown! Woo. Yes, Charlotte, there is a Super Bowl, and we're in it. Cardiac. The Panthers' record stood at 5-1 after a humbling loss to the Titans. The following week, the Cardiac Cats found their footing on the road. And that should do it. That'll be the last play of regulation. And for the third time this year, on the road, the Carolina Panthers will go into overtime. And you've got to certainly like the odds because they've won in Tampa. They have won at Indianapolis in overtime. And now we're here in the Superdome in New Orleans, and we've come to the end of regulation. Four quarters in the books. John Casey trying to end this one. Snap. Kick is up by Casey, and it is good. And the Panthers have done it again for the third time this season, going on the road and winning in overtime. John Casey's won all three with field goals. This one from 30. And the Panthers are now 6-1 and one and still riding high in the NFC South. The next week, Carolina went to Houston for the first time that season. Team historian David Monroe. Went into my hotel room and there was a uh, bottle of Super Bowl 38 wine on my bed from the uh, City of Houston Super Bowl host committee. I still have that bottle of wine. It hasn't been opened, but hey, maybe that was an omen that We'd be going back. In week nine against the Texans, the Panthers' offense hardly resembled a championship contender. All right, one second to go. The Panthers at their 29-yard line. Delhomme under center, and he is back to pass. Over the middle to Nick Goings. Lateral to Steve Smith. Smith up to the 50-yard line, looking for some help. Breaks a tackle. He's still going at the 35. Smith to the 30, trying to pitch it to somebody. It's a fumble. Down around the 30, big pileup, and this one is over. That was our best play of the game. Yeah. Panthers dominated the first quarter, maybe even the first half. But we just couldn't convert our offense into points that game. When you give up 14 points in the NFL, you expect to win. We didn't win that day. Having lost two of three, Carolina returned home for a rematch with defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay. In week two, the Panthers clipped the Bucks 12-9 in overtime thanks to three blocked kicks and a sterling effort from the defensive line. This time, Mike Minter and the secondary set the tone early on. All right, third down and five, Tampa from their 21. Three receivers and a little group triangle to the left for Brad Johnson. Panthers rush four. He was looking Poor guy, and I read him all the way. Johnson feeling some heat throws. It's picked off. Mike Minter has it. When I caught it and was able to get up and get to my feet, I knew I was going to score a touchdown. To the 25, under the 10, 5. Minter's gone. Touchdown, Panthers. 29 yards. 
and and then from that moment, man, it just it's just electrifying. The Panthers dominated the Bucks through three quarters. Back to throw DeLong, a lot of time, steps up, deep downfield for Ricky Pro. Got it! 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Carolina! Oh my goodness, what a bomb by DeLome! Johnson back to throw. Again, Peppers in his face. He avoids the rush. Now he's brought down from behind and sacked at the 45-yard line by Al Wallace. Carolina led 20-7 heading into the fourth quarter. The Bucks' first offensive touchdown of the game came with 10-29 to go in regulation. Johnson wants to throw. Back to pass. Feels, oh, he got pounded as he threw the football, but it's caught by Keyshawn Johnson. Right corner. And is that a touchdown? Yes. yes. But that wasn't the play that swung the pendulum. Offensive lineman Kevin Donnelly. This game is going really well until they do this thing in the stands they used to do, and it was ended this very game. They go around and let fans get on the microphone and say, like, hey, guys, let's keep going. Go Panthers. You guys are doing great. Time to score. Go, go. You know, get the, everybody get fired up. Jake DeLome and the Panthers couldn't believe what they just heard. Uh, we were on the field, and it's in between because it's a TV timeout. We're on the field, and and I'll never forget because you're just kind of you're in the huddle, just killing time. And they interview this guy, and basically he says, "And where you at, Simeon Rice?" And Todd Stucy, the left tackle, is like, "You have got to be kidding me right now." They had this uh, little interview thing they do in the stadium during breaks, and they talked to a Panther fan who was all dressed up with different clothes and hats and. He basically called out the Bucks on the PA system. He called out the Sap and Simeon Rice. He got the crowd all jacked up. This is what I'm going to have to say. Like, I, I blame this on the fans. The Bucks were listening to this, too. Not of their Simeon and Ward. Like, bring it on. Yeah, bring it on. Great. You come out of the stands. That's great. Do it when, we, when we're on defense. Well, that'll be the last time we run that promotion in the <laughs> yes, stadium. <laughs> you going to give a fan a microphone? Ooh-ooh. Sure enough, Simeon makes a play not long after. DeLone back to pass. Big rush. Sacked. Simeon, Simeon Rice. Rice. Back at the 20. Bad promotional idea. DeLone back to pass. Has time. Not anymore. Another sack. And the ball, the ball came, came loose. loose. It did. And the Panthers have it. That was Simeon Rice again for the blind side. Two sacks on that series for Rice. As offensive linemen, there's a fine line between um, we want to have confidence, we want to go out there and just kick a man's butt every single play, but at the same time, we want to help him up and say, man, you just slipped, man, you just fell, I didn't pancake you, it's all good, because you want to, you know there's a wrath, there's a, there's an anger and a, a vitriol that just, it's waiting to come out if provoked enough. While the Tampa defense was plenty provoked, before the game, that wrath, anger, and vitriol started brewing in the stands. We were watching them before, and uh, Simeon Rice and, and Warren Sapp were like spitting on our logo and, and just, you know, disrespecting us and disrespecting the team. I, I was getting enraged that they just disrespected us on there and thought they could just walk all over us. My name is Joseph Muscarello, AKA the Carolina Prowler. And I was the fan. Basically, my outfit was like if I was in the in the wild and I slayed a panther and put it on my head and my body. I had panther feet, panther claws, and the and the panther mask. So the lady comes over and she says, "You won fan of the game. Um, can you tell us about yourself?" I said, "I was the Carolina Prowler 
and also that I was not going to sit here and take it, them disrespecting us, and we weren't going to, that the, the Panthers were going to kick their butt all the way back to Tampa Bay. Well, the next play, Jake got sacked, and the next play after that, Jake got sacked, and then everybody started looking at me. A little after that, I got out, and I went and stood so where I could watch the game. And I just was like worried. Oh, I'm gonna get jumped getting out of here, you know. Johnson back to throw, pumps, pumps, flings it upfield, and it is caught. Oh, it's a touchdown for McCardell. I got real worried there for a little bit. I said, "Oh, I'm gonna be like um, the guy in Chicago that caught the ball." While the Carolina Prowler was sweating, the Carolina Panthers were on the prowl, down four. In the final minutes, it was time for another cardiac finish. In the pocket, Delhomme to throw with time down the middle of the field. Proles open at the 30 and pounded to the turf at the 27-yard line. First and 10 Panthers. Boy, Ricky Proles made three catches today, and all three have been big gainers. From the 27, Delhomme out of the shotgun. Blitz yeah. is coming, throws it upfield. He's got Muhammad caught down around the five-yard line. Oh, Moose with a great catch. All right, now let's not score too soon. Now, let's just score. You know, later. No, no, you know what, Bill? I tell you what. Do not just throw that ball up there haphazardly, young man. Just Woo. try to think about it. Woo. The Panthers are at the five of Tampa. First down goal. DeLome out of the shotgun has it again. Fire Smith. Caught it. Touchdown. Steve Smith caught it with 106 to go. Oh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this third. is incredible. I was just like, well, that lets me a little bit off the hook. And about that time as we were leaving, I got a call from that um, Channel 36 uh, was at my house waiting to interview, and my wife was not happy. She says, um, Channel 36 is sitting here in my living room. Why? She says, you're in trouble now, mister. She said, I didn't tell you to go out there and get no trouble. You went to a, to a game. You know, you're about to get get you and my son jump. (laughs) Another week and another dramatic Carolina win. That win over Tampa was big, uh, I think, mentally for this team to sweep those guys. Man, it's so fulfilling when when you uh, make people shut up on the field. Even though we ended up winning that game for me and for Todd Stussy, um, we were pissed off and angry in the locker room and could care less that everybody else was celebrating. It was it was kind of to us that, yeah, the fan can be blamed for this, but the offensive line's the one that looked bad through all of this stuff. And I, like, I got so angry, I, w- I was in the bathroom and tore a paper towel dispenser off the wall and threw it against the showers. And Chris Mangum actually had to come in there and calm me down because reporters are starting to look in there like, what's going on? You know, you guys just won a game. Everybody's celebrating out here and somebody's going to town in the, in the shower area. But um, Anish, that's just the way it was. <laughs> and that's the brand of ball that we played and that's, that's who we were. I'm glad we wanted because I promise you John Fox would have set us straight about we didn't lose the game because of a fan. We lost the game because we didn't execute correctly. So that would have been another butt chewing that we probably uh, would have had to listen to. Carolina followed up the Tampa win with another close win against Washington. The Panthers were 8-2. Six of the wins were by three points or less. We felt like an 8-2 team. In the NFL, a win is a win. And you go back and look at it, look at the number of games in the NFL that are decided by seven points or less or three points or less. In the NFL, there are usually... Out of the 32 teams each season, there's usually 
one team that is head and shoulders above everybody else. There's one team that is just awful. And then the other 30 teams are pretty much even. But the thing that separates those 30 teams from one another during the course of a season are injuries. If you go back and look at the Panthers uh, roster during the 2003 season and the number of players that we ended up on that ended up on injured reserve that season, one of the lowest numbers in team history. When you have injuries, do you have the depth to overcome them? We had good depth that season. Turnovers, a lot of times in the NFL the teams are so even, the team that wins the game is a team that doesn't beat itself in turnovers and penalties. Go back and look at our turnover margin that year. And the other thing is luck. You gotta have luck. Look at the shape of a ball, the football. It bounces in crazy ways. The ball bounced our way that year. And once you start winning and you get some luck, you start believing in yourself. A team that was one and fifteen just two years prior boasted the NFC's best record after week eleven.